0: and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show live and on demand on Blaze TV radio podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erz, and Aaron McIntyre. Both here with me as well. If you'd like to join us, 888 933 3393 is the number. That's 888 933 3393 Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. It is a Wednesday. We will not have our weekly profit of woe and lamentation. It 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 takes quite a bit to take our man Daniel Horowitz down. And kidney stones are apparently that that quite a bit. Now, have you guys have ever dealt with these, or have family members that have had to tackle these before? Have um, you family members? I have. Yeah, I've them. not either. So I've I've watched my wife go through cry, cry, you know crisis pregnancies and everything else. I've seen her go through kidney stones like four times. They've been a killer almost every single time. All right, it is the she'll tell you it's the most excruciatingly painful experience. She has been through, uh, and that includes uh, three childbirths. So, our no man, no weekly profit of woe and lamentation this week. Uh, but we will have some political talk here at the bottom of the hour. We're going. I'm going to give you two a chance to tell me what your thoughts are. You get to play two man focus group. Okay, so you've got Elizabeth Warren fizzling out, Kamala Harris dropping out, Joe Biden is just out. He's just out, uh, and then. Buttigieg is out too, if you know what I'm saying, G. All right, ah, come on now. Aaron, do come on. To, do you want to
2: tell him what we talked about, or should we save it for later? We'll save it for later. <laughs> oh, okay. All yeah.
1: right, but you, you can already tell now that he's, you know, quoting Bible verses and stuff like that. That this is the, the remember when we started taking him seriously as a candidate in the summertime, right? And we did this exact same talk, and he did this exact same tactic. He went into he went into hyper Christian troll. All right, and you're you're watching this process again. So, will we, we've got almost exactly two months until the Iowa caucuses. Today's December the 4th, they're on February 3rd, right? Mm -hmm. So that is, yeah, that's almost exactly two months. Could we see someone else have a moment here? And might it be Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota. She was all over the Sunday shows this weekend, kind of trying to capitalize on, uh, you know, hoping she has an opening. So I've selected a few clips of her appearance uh, on the Sunday shows this weekend. And I want you to kind of knowing how Iowans think, you know, because if, if if the senator from Minnesota can't make a splash two months from now in Iowa, she's not a viable candidate, right? She's this is a neighboring state which seem to fit her her uh, uh, centrist. Uh, you know, persona a little bit more. So I'm going to give you guys a chance to play focus group with Amy Klobuchar. Will she be the one that gets to have one final flavor of the month moment here before Iowa caucus time. And then of course that means with no Daniel, you get a full contiguous hour of buy seller hold coming up next hour. Always one of our most popular segments. One of Aaron's favorite segments as well, because it requires him to do pretty much the least amount of work, but
0: I did do something today.
1: You Oh no. it,
0: it, it, it Do you have a list? Um, Yes, but you're going to love this one no matter what. It's a different kind of list. Trust me.
1: Oh. (laughs) I do. And that... That is the problem. Before, though, we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we, are, while we
0: were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Dropping Out. Kamala Harris announced yesterday she's dropping out of the Democratic race for the White House. Her star rose after this moment from the early debates late this summer with Joe Biden. It was hurtful
3: to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country.
0: Fortunately, however, this guy outlasted her. For those of you listening, we're watching Andrew Yang squirt whipped cream into the mouth of the man kneeling in front of him. But yes, Kamala Harris is dropping out of the race for the White House, which means, as Cory Booker pointed out, the field could be incredibly white for the next Democratic debate.
4: We started with one of the most diverse fields in our history, giving people pride. And it's a damn shame now that the only African-American woman in this race who uh, has been speaking to issues that need to be brought up um, is now no longer in it. And we're spiraling towards a debate stage that potentially we're still fighting to get on it, but could have uh, six people with no diversity whatsoever.
0: Learning Jive today, today's phrase is, maybe it's just that you don't care about diversity.
1: Yo, maybe ya doesn't rotzy about diversity. Slap off, bro.
0: MSNBC panelists seem to think that this means that Democratic voters are both racist and sexist.
1: I do
4: think that women are still held to different standards as candidates.
0: <laughs> you women are held to a different
3: standard, and black women especially held to different I agree.
0: And- Moving on, congressional Democrats will release the results of the first part of their impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump. Adam Schiff was asked yesterday if he still supports impeachment.
2: Just, just to be clear, uh, it sure sounds like you support Impeaching the president, do you support impeaching
0: and then the Senate removing him from office? I'm going to reserve uh, any kind of a, a public judgment on that. In other news, Amanda Reyes is the director for the pro-abortion group, the Yellowhammer Fund. She told the New York Times recently she's growing concerned with the hard left's focus on paying for abortions for those with low incomes. Quote, if all we do as an organization is pay for abortions for low-income people... We are eugenicists. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, we here at the Yellow Hammer Fund promote equal opportunity killing.
2: Aquí en el Yellow Hammer Fund promovemos la igualdad de oportunidades en el asesinato.
0: Canadian wax my balls bigot dude Jessica Yaniv tweets, quote, so a gynecologist office that I got referred to literally told me today that, quote, we don't serve transgender patients and me being me, I'm shocked, I'm confused, and hurt. Are they allowed to do that legally? And finally, maybe think twice about the mannequins while you do your Christmas shopping. And that's what happened while we were away.
1: (laughs) Aaron's Montage brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are thinking about getting involved in a competitive real estate market with a booming economy as well as plunging mortgage rates. Good timing, but before you go all in, make sure you go in with the right agent. An agent whose track record of success has been proven and fully vetted. An agent whose understanding of the marketing of the market that you're going into, whether it's buying and or selling, that's been fully vetted too. And then an agent that has proven to understand what the phrase professional courtesy means. This is a very relational process between you and your agent, so The odds of it being successful, if there's not a rapport there, diminish. That's why you want to make sure you find an agent that you can trust. And that's what sets realestateagentsitrust.com apart from other so-called referral services that are often really about helping agents to find clients. In this case, it's about finding an agent worthy of having you for a client. So if you want to find an agent you can trust, go to this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. So, um, off, what's this Canadian dude, the mentally ill mm, dude's Jessica name? Jessica Yanov. 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 Yanov, or Yanov. Okay. S- I don't remember. Okay. Okay. But, um, like I, I, I was on Twitter before I came in here today, checking headlines at the last second. And, you know, there's this massive headline about this pro abort celebrity insulting pro-lifers and i'm like i don't know who this person is i've never heard this name in my life i seriously doubt if i've got a long-term future in this i i i'm not interested in most of the things that i'm supposed to, i think i think I, no one tells me this i mean I, just looking at what's trending i'm not interested in most of those topics on a daily basis and and i don't know who many of these famous people are that we troll and clickbait in conservative media i, I don't I don't know who most of them are. So I don't know if that, if, if, you know, we should rename this show, middle-aged man yells at cloud. I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know if that's strangely endearing or I am just completely and totally out of touch. All right. But it's, it's, it's something this, so this guy got famous because he demanded that, um, a, a salon, a Canadian salon waxes balls, right? That that's yes. Right. All right, that, that he he wanted to force the females at this salon who do bikini waxing for women, Um, that he wanted to force them to wax his balls and they didn't want to touch his junk, right? Right. Right. Okay. Which means he is not fully transitioned, correct? Well,
2: I don't, what right? is that, transition Don't mean? look at I, us I don't, for an expert I, analysis I, on this. Todd's t- t- Todd, Liam, well, Todd gave me a look like,
1: even if I knew the answer, hell no, I'm not giving it. All right. All right. But, but, that just means he hasn't fully transitioned, right? <laughs> to you, the nebulous they. Someone nod. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, so, if he has his his male equipment, what, what exactly are they going to do for him at a at a gynecologist office? Aaron, go.
0: Um, my what large? Uh, no. Nothing. No. I. What what did he think
1: was going to happen when he walked in to the gynecologist office with a penis and testicles? What did what what? what? God's <laughs> like, don't ask me. Hmm. Don't you ask What's me more in-
2: questions, days? What's more interesting is the rest of us. I mean, we we are all now uh, the Truman Show. Or the remember Michael Douglas, the movie, The Game?
1: Yeah. that's it, where, I just watched that a couple of months oh, ago again with Amy. Oh, really? I hadn't seen it like 20 years. Is it good? It still, still? holds up, yeah. Okay. It's but really good, yeah. It's
2: the entire, like what happens when we are all being experimented on? I mean, the entire culture where unreality is the baseline. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I don't, if, if you want any further proof, this is a mental illness. A guy walked into a gynecologist office with male genitalia. And was incensed that they would not treat him. They 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 can do nothing for him there. I don't know. I don't know what he thought they were going to do for him. I I the, it, so this so there's only two options with this. And the only two options are, well, the camera loves you today, by the way. The only two options are that um, that that passive aggressive jab <laughs> wake you up. Did it, it did. It work? Yes. Yeah? Did, okay. Good.
0: Replying to an important email. Over. All right. Here.
1: That's a, that's all right. Yeah.
0: I'm doing it, my, by the way how's it i'm, I'm producing. i got complaints that there was no audio so i'm producing i hear it
1: nice. as, as a as a song once said when todd and i were kids
0: how does it feel
1: <laughs> How does it feel to get hung out to dry like that live on the air huh how, how was that how was that it's fun i like the attention did you okay good dang it i'll come up with something else later but again to to try to be serious about what is not serious this is either an intentional political scam or it's, a, and, and it's this guy's mentally ill because I, there's they can do nothing for him there. They they literally do not treat your kind there. And, and so. I,
2: but everybody in that office, there were probably hushed tones and consulting of lawyers and things like that. Yeah. Instead of the owner. What do coming we do with this? Saying, Yeah. Listen, I'm going to ask you once. Yeah. You get out of here and you never come back. Yep. That you know that did not happen. Y- you
1: know it didn't. Yeah, I agree. And it should. So I agree. And it, yes. so yeah, where, agree. And it happens it's the over same, and over again. It, it's the same. It's the same group think that just has dads just sitting there mumbling under yeah. their breath while their daughter, who's been training all year long for the state track meet, gets completely run by and run over by yeah. a, you know a 195 pound high school senior male. That, so that's the same thing.
2: Yeah. My my point is is no matter how many of people there are like him, it's still always going to be the minority. Yep. What's more interesting is we're we are all going mad. In the process of dealing yes. with this.
1: that's this. Now, this is a different country, but it's the same mindset we're dealing with in, on, on this front in ours. We're not a nation of laws. We're a nation of political will. Yep. And we always have been and we always will be. That's how self-governing peoples operate. Do you have the will to govern yourself? That's why Benjamin Franklin's famous line, it's a republic, if you can what? Keep if it. If you can keep it. And what requires you keeping it? You must have the political will to keep it and 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 more and more it's pretty obvious that we do not. and that that, that brings me to what's going on as we speak with, with the impeachment testimony. And you and I were talking before we went on the air about uh, John, with Jonathan Turley, who has been a fixture in American media on various channels, including Fox and every place else, left and right, uh, since the Clinton impeachment era. And, and skewering both sides yes. so in terms of their legal legitimacy. And that's why he gets on very yeah. v- every network. Now, and by the way, I have no idea how right he is or how good he is, but no he's made a name for himself by he just goes up there and just slays your shibboleths. He may even be wrong. Hell, I don't know, okay? But that's kind of his MO, and that's why he's, you know, he'll be on Fox and Friends on Tuesday, and then CBS, you know, m- meet the, whatever they call the program, face, deface the nation or whatever <laughs> nickname Limbaugh gave him years ago <laughs> that's great i it's, didn't know that yeah so that and that's where he was last sunday because we had a clip from him last week on fake news or not it was from deface the nation right all right and so one of the things turley is up there saying is that essentially even if trump is guilty of everything you're accusing him of to build this into such outlandish behavior i mean the 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 opening statement that that some of the other prof- the constitutional prof- constitutional professors and and boy if there was ever air quotes needed folks hey hey the Jesus seminar called and thinks that these constitutional professors need more respect for the source material okay okay okay, okay. all right so um they put out this opening statement this morning that claimed this is the worst abuse of power by a u.S president of all time and and I, I I think that every American that was put in an internment camp by FDR for merely looking Asian couldn't agree more. Trail of Tears, nah. Teapot Dome, I mean what's you know what's a little tea among friends, right? Watergate, nah. We literally have a president on tape conspiring to break the law on tape. Nah, this is this is the. And not like, like passive aggressive, you know, the way Trump talks with like, you can almost hear Trump verbally, huh, huh, wink, wink, nah, nah, right? You're you're catching my drift, right? Picking up when I'm laying down. I mean, Trump talks to you like, like a Dennis Leary routine from an MTV, you know, uh, you know, commercial in the nineties. I think you hear me knocking and I'm coming in, right? That's what he does. That's how he talks. So it can be interpreted like in every single way. So he always, Trump Trump's natural habitat is plausible deniability. That is, that is the air that he breathes. He speaks in multiple codes so that it can be interpreted every which way you would like. And then he has plausible deniability. If you interpret it in a way that could hurt him later on, that's how he has survived all of these years. And that's why he is maybe the greatest con man in American history. That's how he's pulled. That's how he survived all of this. Okay. So, all of those so we get Nixon on tape saying how do we break the law <laughs> all right but this is the worst abuse of power of all time slavery stacking the supreme court fdr did both did it, he's got a couple on those lists on that list by the way how about lincoln suspending habeas corpus how about abraham lincoln saying you know what yeah. i need to suspend civil liberties in order to defend civil liberties. That's kind of what, he that's maybe where George W. Bush got yeah. his idea from. He took it from Lincoln, right? He got that first, right? Okay. I mean, this is, it is preposterous. It is preposterous that you, that if, if I, see, do you want to know what my real position is on this? You guys want to know? Oh, what the heck? I'm going to tell you. On impeachment? On this whole thing. Okay. See, I think Trump is guilty of everything he's being accused of. And it, it's ridiculous. So who cares? Because to me, the premise is that if Joe Biden was a private citizen, then it would be totally okay for Trump to find out, as the I chief know, executive officer of just, the U.S. government, whether, whether the Biden family is, so is pillaging the taxpayer. But since he's, he's running for president, he's, he's, and he's immune
0: from, from he's, being exposed. He's guilty of doing his job. Yes.
1: yeah, I, I think he's guilty of everything they're accusing him of. And I don't care. Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't care. Because the premise well, of this is said. because yeah. you're doing it against someone that you were going to run against for office, he's allowed to be corrupt and you're not allowed to expose that. I, I, yeah. that's Even the, Hunter Biden is blushing yeah, right yeah, now that's at the, this. <laughs> nice. That is the swampiest swamp that ever swamped. Okay. I mean, I just, I, the, the dude turned 70 today. Did you know that? Joe, Jeff Bridges. Is he really? 70 years old today. The dude cannot abide that. I, I just... That's I, why, that's why I told you, that's why I told you a month ago that if I were running Trump's impeachment team, I'd give the house, house nothing. And I'd say, Hey, I'll see you there in the Senate at the trial. And man, I would just walk in with like a log book. You know, my, the opening, my opening testimony is I'm just reading off names of members of Congress and their staff who visited Epstein Island, stuff like that. I'm going total Al Pacino at the end of Injustice for All, man. I'm I'm and then I'm and then I might even quote Otter on the way out. And I will not stand here and listen to you insult the United States of America. Uh, That's what I would do. Well,
2: short uh, set the economy aside. Could he hope for a better platform for victory than having that opportunity? I mean, Biden goes down, the Democrats broadly speaking, Look terrible. I don't, I don't, he couldn't do better in, he no. couldn't do better in a normal political venue than in I that I totally
1: one. agree with that. I Yes. Yes. This is the greatest stage of them all. This would be the, and it's, and it's, and he's perfectly justified in my view and, and totally going Bullworth on everybody on steroids. And if he does that, he's going to win, he's going to win 40 plus States next November, 40 plus, 40 plus States because the amount of people that just hate all of these people is high <laughs> all right it's, it's there, there's not much left man we are we are holding together as a nation by a very thin th- thread here all right but if you want to know what what it would look like you want to know what it would look like man if when folks just start locking arms I'd like to Buy the world some Coke. Okay. All right. You want to know what that would look like? Have Trump do something like that, man. Just and close it with, and oh, by the way, Epstein didn't kill himself. All right, dude, 40 plus states. There will be White House petitions the next day. To, what, what is it? Is it the 26th Amendment that limits the, the, the president? I can't remember which one it is. That limits the president to two full terms and 10 years max. It will have 100,000 plus signatures in 24 hours. For life. For life. Pardon. Manafort. Flynn may look like he actually deserves a pardon based on what we're saying right now. Cohen. Just commence the pardons. We don't care. Just give us more of that because we hate these people. To say this is the worst abuse of power by a president ever, and that 's why Turley's up there saying today, if you guys go down this road, then essentially every single president will be in will, will face this from a from a partisan tribunal for the rest of our lives but can we be very serious about that for a second yes eventually if you if you tell your most rabid supporters that Your opponents are racists, xenophobes, homophobes, Nazis. If you tell them this long enough, eventually they are going to believe it. And once you accept that that's who my opposition is, explain, gentlemen, why you therefore would not, by any means necessary, do whatever it would take to throw to deny them power and then once they were able to acquire it against your best laid plans, do whatever it would take to resist them and have them removed. Why would you not do this? Now, I know we, we have a tendency to think and see people the way we think and we see them, not as they actually are. We can't really avoid that. You know, we're all human beings. We're subjective, Okay. You know, I used to say when we, when we were just talking about mere media bias early in my career, um, I used to say there, there's, no, there's been one objective person in all of human history, and we hung him on a tree. No one is objective. We can't be purely objective. We can try to practice objectivity as a practice, but in our essence, we cannot be objective. We are subjective creatures by nature. And so I know that, you know, we say little things on the right. Ha, funny, ha, ha. That person hates America. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, right, right. and a lot of this is we just say this stuff for effect and then just go on with our lives. That's not how it operates on the other side of the street. Because this is, they, they don't have another church to go back to that they take seriously. This is their church. This is their religion. And if you believe that the only reason someone would disagree with you is they want to throw gays off of buildings. If you believe the only reason someone disagrees with you is they want to see women in alleyways being you know, bludgeoned with coat hangers uh, and back alleys. If you believe the only reason someone would disagree with you is they're a racist if you believe the only reason someone would want the border secured is they, is they hate Hispanics. Why wouldn't you do stuff like
0: this? James Hodgkinson could not be reached for comment.
1: Exactly. That's, that's the most logical conclusion of where the Floyd Corkin, James Hodgkinson, these, these things are really the most logical conclusion of where this kind of dialogue goes ultimately. Because if, if you if you want to convince people, if this is what you believe you have to say to win, and then you convince people, and maybe even just think it sincerely. I mean, what kind of a person says, um, Ted, what kind of senator stands up and says, Ted Cruz is a racist. And then the next day it gets up, you know, on some, you know, uh, uh, proclamation for, you know, Medal of Honor winner, you know, I would like to yield the balance of my time to the distinguished senator from tech. Does that make any sense to you? No. No. So either you're lying or eventually your base is like, dude, Ted Cruz is a racist. Something's got to be done about this. We can't have a racist in office. So that's, that is why Jonathan Turley is right. I don't know that he recognizes that. My guess is he's probably a secular college professor who's going off some form of common sense, but, but probably, and, and on an IQ level is a lot smarter than me, but probably lacks the worldview fundamentals and discernment to see what the real root of this is. Like, I'm sure he thinks this is just merely uh, orange man, bad posturing. And I'm sure some of that, th- that some of that is true. Okay. But, I've been pushing back on this idea that because I have these beliefs, I must be a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot my whole career. Long before Donald Trump ever came down that escalator, we've been having these conversations. It was always, it was always going to go here if the other side insisted in labeling their opposition this way. It could only go here. You can, you can, only, you, you can't, you can only incense a group of people for so long. Before Todd, they're going to finally act on it, and that's why Jonathan Turley is right. It's 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 not just that we're it's not just the the mere escalation of this rhetoric, but the source of the escalation. Yeah, you're talking about the
2: wearing away of at least two of the classical virtues. You know, temperance, prudence. You right. know, you, it's and all, it's always the eleventh hour for them. Actually, you know, I have a level of begrudging respect for that. Only because we sit here and it's never, ever the 11th hour as whatever we call our conservatives, Republicans, you know, people of truth, whatever, you know, it's just, nope. we, we, we just whistle through the graveyard, nothing to see here. Uh, and, and so therefore, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they've gone full on Don Quixote, um, but they, they actually, it ends up in a, a laugh track a lot of times. But it also gets things done. It, who's a more effective president, Donald Trump or Barack Obama, pound for pound?
1: Barack Obama. Barack Obama, Obama. Has been.
2: yeah, because of this, because of what you're talking about, and he, relatively speaking, has no,
1: um, nothing other than the policy with Israel. But nothing other than the policy with Israel that Barack Obama put in place has really been undone. Right. We're still arguing about DACA. Right. We haven't. We haven't. We're. we're we can't even implement Obama's law where it was Obama that said, don't take travelers from these seven countries. We Trump Trump can't even implement that. All right. The, you know, our, our health care is going to skyrocket here at my company on January 1 because Republicans didn't deal with Obamacare. Yeah. So other than other than what the relationship with Israel, nothing that Obama did has truly really been, I would say, undone. You might argue the Iran deal. Maybe that's a second one. OK, I'll grant you that one. The Iran deal is the other one. The Iran deal in Israel, but we're we're three years into the Trump era, and that's all that's truly been undone from the eight years of Obama. So there's your answer. More in a moment. So it appears we are going through, as we watch from afar, we're not as close to it as we would be, obviously, if it was the Iowa caucus's Republican style, because I'd probably be heavily involved in it by now. But from afar, doesn't this sound a little bit to you guys like two thousand the 2012 cycle, flavor of the month cycle for the Republicans? A little bit. Right. A bit. You know, bit. Kamala Harris was the flavor of the month for yeah. a bit. She dropped out. All right. Bader O'Rourke was the flavor of the month right when he got in, raised all That's that money. True. CNN put him at the top of their Democrat uh, presidential power ratings
0: a, a year ago. I was just going to say, does anybody remember Beto O'Rourke? Yeah, it's exactly.
1: Been... Okay. He dropped out. Um, uh, Joe Biden has kind of hung around, but he was, I, I would argue he had a flavor of the month. I mean, he had those in, insane poll numbers. What was it in March or April? When he first came out, or he is getting into the forty percent or whatever, or high thirties. Right, it's a different okay?
0: different flavor of the month, same aftertaste.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, Elizabeth Warren has been flavor of the month. Um, she hasn't totally destabilized, but clearly her standing has diminished in the last month. Is that fair? Do you think? Yes. Okay. So she's got a what, what we know about Elizabeth Warren. What's but what, separate from her from the other candidates we just mentioned. Um, other than Biden, is she has a base. She did build a base of support. She has a base. So she can't probably totally implode. But but she's clearly seen that second and third tier of support she had has eroded. Is that there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, Pete Buttigieg has had his flavor of the month. He's having another one right now. Now it remains to be seen whether that stands up or if he takes a step back like he did when he had kind of his moment in the summertime. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. Um, Bernie Sanders won't go away. Bernie Sanders won't go away, but he's he you, he he's down to basically his base. I still believe his base is loyal, and it and it it's not too. I don't think it's really that. The all the people he was going to lose to somebody who liked his message with better packaging, he's already lost those people. I think we're down to the people now that just want a Soviet disruptor to be the Democratic Party nominee. They're just in on him and his political brand. Do you think that's at least remotely fair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this leaves us with an, with an opening. If, if, if we're reading this remotely close, this leaves us with an opening for someone else. Now, some of this is going to be limited by the winter solstice season because you know it's a Democratic caucus, They don't want to offend anybody by celebrating Christmas. So s- some of this will be the winter solstice. We'll, we'll take some of that, that time away. But when we come back in January... There'll be a full hardcore month for someone to have to be the Rick Santorum of the of, of if, if we're right that this is kind of similar for Democrats like 2012 was and and it, another reason would be the cause. I mean in in 2012 it was anybody but Obama and then anybody but Romney and so all of these primary candidates kept being vetted and sifted as if they could save us from having to endure Mitt Romney as our nominee that nobody other than the people that just like that style of, you know, people that read the bulwark and just like that are on his payroll, wanted him to be the nominee. And, um, and that's where Rick Perry and Michelle Bachman, and they were really all tested to see who could save us from Mitt Romney. And that's kind of what's going on right now in the Democratic Party. You have people that are very ideologically driven, but the and and that's who Elizabeth Warren's remaining support base of support is, et cetera. But but the second and third tier of support in the Democratic Party, I think, is is moving and migrating based on who they think has the goods to defeat Donald Trump at that particular point in time. You agree or disagree with that?
2: Uh, I don't disagree with it. I just I don't it's what we talked about earlier about the 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 the, it's their religion so they're acting religiously beating donald trump is another religion altogether yes that's why i said the second and third tier yeah
1: because the the that first tier they're looking at this religiously that's why they're going with pete that's why i want i want i want to prove i'm not homophobic that's why you know i want i want the you know my women's studies professor to be the nominee that group's kind of already made all their decisions and people are rising and falling into that first tier on the basis of, can you get the, two, the tier two and three people? Their religion is Donald Trump must be stopped at all costs. That's Paul Begala going on CNN saying, I don't care what your position is on Medicare for all. All I care about is can you defeat Donald Trump? Is that fair? Yeah. All right. And so is there, I think there's room for someone else to kind of have a moment to see if you're that person with about two months to go.
2: I'm well, certain that's true.
1: All right. A someone. Yes. All right. So who that someone is, though, as the field thins, you know, re- I don't see, a, I don't see Elizabeth Warren capable of rebooting herself again. Um. Now, I do think she could, I definitely think she can still win the Iowa caucuses and I'd pick her to win them today if they were today, actually. But, um, but I, but that lead is far more tenable in my mind than it was a month ago.
2: Why are you still confident enough to say that? Because
1: organizationally, I, I, because because I think she has the most hardcore loyal base. Okay. That's why. Because of the, those college women, those college, the college campuses, when the caucuses will take place in the middle of the school year, as opposed to early January when a lot of the kids are off campus and things of that nature, that's why. But I mean, I, I, I could have foreseen her getting into, like hitting 30% a month or so ago. If I, when I, when I say I would pick her to win it, I would pick her to win it, you know, like 21, 19, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, that, so I, her lead is tenable in my view. Um, could it be Amy Klobuchar? So our friend Bob Vanderplats mentioned her name as maybe that candidate a few weeks ago here on the program, right? Um, She kind of had... It, her tour, you know, they, they call this when you show up at a place like ESPN and you do all the shows, they call it the uh, car wash when you, go, when, you make, when you go through all of the various stations, right? All right, so she kind of had her turn through the car wash on Sunday. She did several of the Sunday morning shows. I've selected four clips from these shows. You and Aaron are going to be like a two-person focus group. And do you think that she wears well enough that she could have a moment between now and February 3rd. Here's clip number
4: one. Let me ask you about your stump speech. You've added a new line over the last several weeks. You say, quote, we can't afford to
3: screw this up. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? I mean by this, if Donald Trump gets elected, shame on us. I mean that we need to bring our party together and bring with us um, Independents and moderate Republicans, just like I've done in all my races, so, where I've run in suburbs, rural, and so are and you saying if one of your
0: Aaron, you get to go first. What do you think? So yes, this this is this is I, I'm putting myself in the average the, the shoes of the average maybe what I think is the average uh, Iowa voter, and that that general sentiment that general sentiment is yes, yes, we need to bring it. We need to be we need to be the big tent party. Now, what she doesn't say is how they want to accomplish that because the base of the Democratic Party, um, com- bringing, bringing moderate Republicans and, and bringing the centrists along with us means we're going to point a gun at your head and you will come with us and you will enjoy it. So I think the general sentiment there is something that resonates fairly well. Yeah, we need to be common sense. We don't you know, need to uh, – we just need to bring everybody with us to beat Donald Trump. So I think the general sentiment there is – is one that I think a lot of violence would would uh, would uh, uh, you know line up with?
1: Okay, so as we go through these, let me say this: don't make any pronouncements or verdicts until we get through all four clips. Just give me like your immediate reaction. Do you, do you are you feeling that vibe? Are You feeling that rhythm? Are you like? I don't I don't think that not, that dog won't hunt Todd.
2: That which is
1: what you did, Aaron. Thank you.
2: That dog's not going to hunt, <clears throat> not because she's not right on some level. But she's it doesn't match the zeitgeist of the people who are voting for religious reasons. I mean, that's just not a—she's being pragmatic there. That's, people don't want pragmatism. They want zealotry. Okay. Clip number two.
4: A big debate on the campaign trail this week has been about four-year college. You do not support free four-year college, I should say. Um, you say you're not for, quote, sending rich kids to college for free. Congresswoman Alexandria Alexandria Ocasio Cortez called that point of view a "quote GOP talking point," saying universal systems should benefit everyone, and rich kids would go to elite private schools anyway. How do you respond?
3: Well, first, I think she was responding to an ad that uh, Mayor Buttigieg had put out. But you have the same position. Yes, but in fact, I've had this position from the very beginning at the CNN town hall, in uh, which I made very clear, and I made my mark with this position. But. I would have done a different kind of ad that might have brought um, some people with me more. And that is this. Let us look at our economic needs and match them to our education system. And that means making it easier and more affordable for kids to go to college by doubling Pell Grants. Uh, That also means making loan repayments much easier. But what would I make free? The one and two year degrees. Why? fastest growing area of jobs but not, not giving it to every- a shortage of mbas or CEOs. but not giving it to everyone is that a gop talking point no i don't think
1: it is todd you'd go first this time
2: oh well honestly if if she's that the part about one or two year degrees uh nuancing it focusing it off i mean you you are right to talk about how free college is one of those things like flag burning amendments it's things that's it, it's it's thrown out there for jingoistic reasons but it it if she can focus on one- and two-year uh, degrees, that's the kind of grown-upping that I actually think, uh, not necessarily the rabid crowd, but other uh, grown-up voters who are still uh, left of center will find is somebody—pragmatism can't just be generic. They need to see meat-and-potatoes pragmatism, even, even on the left, something that this—my bottom line at home, my real life— I liked what I heard there, because actually people on the right think a lot of those things about education, where money should go, moving pots of money. If we're going to be spending the money, can we do it better? She actually uh, hits multiple nails on the head there.
0: Aaron, again, putting myself in the shoes of the average Iowa voter, uh, very still a very rural state. I think uh, what Todd said about the nuancing there is is absolutely, I think, right. People like to hear details. They don't um, they don't in in these types of situations. They like to they like to hear. Oh, hey, okay, that that's different. I kind of like that. So I think in that specific respect, that's uh, that's that's a message that I think could give her some success. All right, clip
1: number three.
4: Your plan uh, is is not on automatic Medicare for all, like you said, but it allows people to buy into a public option. It's similar to Vice President Biden's plan. He says his plan would cover 97 percent of Americans, which means 10 million Americans would still be left without insurance. Yes or no. Would your plan also leave millions of Americans with no health insurance?
3: What my plan would do is cover millions more Americans than where we are right now, and we have to start somewhere. And the other thing that I think gets lost in that argument is that it would make health care more affordable for everyone, because when you have a nonprofit public option, it brings down premiums but some people, for everyone. Million-
0: Aaron. Uh, so this is the opposite of that last clip. People, the... Um, Here's here's the reality, I think at this point in time, I really don't think that people the you know, people care if millions more people will be covered. They care whether or not I'm going to have to spend an extra two, three, four, five hundred dollars out of my paycheck in order to have insurance this year. So there's no nuance there, and that's just like a People have heard that people don't care. That's not nothing. N- nothing new. That's just falling asleep. Please clap. If I was an average Iowa Democrat voter, I would be like, eh, whatever, move on.
1: It, you can you can sense Todd because she's trying to strike, as you mentioned, a pragmatic tone. She is she's torn. She's caught here because uh, the Medicare for All polling for them is 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 atrocious. It's yeah. terrible. All right and. And yet, you, it's 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 a death knell to go into a democratic primary and say we're going to leave people un, uninsured. Okay, well, then if where are they going to get the coverage from? Then right. So you can tell she's trying to figure out how to massage that talking point, given what the political realities of this issue are. But then the reality of of what the people that are going to vote in the Iowa caucuses want.
2: I agree with everything you just said, and with. Aaron, what Aaron just said, which is why I think she basically sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher there, which is I honestly think the best any Democrat can hope for at this point. When you have the last president of the United States signature accomplishment named after him, Obamacare, yet you keep talking about what is wrong with health care, you, you are cornered at Every single level. The most you can sound is just like she did. Just kind of
1: nebulously nowhere. I, I, I don't think See, you I, can I, be better. I I could. I think if I were advising her, can I give you an, an alternative? You tell me if you think this give is better. Give it a better. shot. Okay. I think, you, I, I think you, you have to understand, she needs to build a base. She doesn't have one yet. Okay. So you, when you're trying to build a base, you can't be all things to all people. You got to figure out who your base is first, build that, and then you try to expand from there. So she's got to build a base. She, the base she clearly thinks she's trying to build is the, we have to beat Donald Trump. That's what we're all here for base, right? The pragmatic Correct. base. Like I, I'm trying to, trying to take some of Joe Biden's support. She needs to look in the camera and say, folks, Medicare for all is going to hand the presidency to Donald Trump next year. I may want it. You may want it. The, most of the American people don't want this. And we're going to hand, this, hand the presidency to Donald Trump next year. So I've got a plan that, that brings back the public option that Barack Obama was wrong to take out of Obamacare uh, 10 years ago. We're going to bring this back. But then, for folks that cannot afford to buy into this public option, I'm going to block grant increased funding for states like Iowa with your own Hawkeye program to be able, on a state level, expand your ability to provide health care coverage to the 10 million Americans that fall into that 1% or 2% gap that the current system simply cannot serve. If- That's what she should say.
0: Yeah. And if you're Amy Klobuchar and if you're the rest of the Democrats, uh, just if if you're on Team D, if you're on Team D, you need to force your electorate to make that decision. Yes, you do. Between winning and winning the way that you want to. Yes. Because you don't want to wake up some morning. Ah, crap. Elizabeth Warren's our nominee.
1: Yeah. That's why the first clip I chose on purpose was her saying, if we blow, if we if Trump wins reelection, we've blown this. Because to me, I think that's the perfect message for her. And I think now her policy positions and everything else she articulates should come from that central talking point. That that should be the commercial she runs in Iowa. If Donald Trump gets reelected, we have only ourselves to blame for this. That should be all of her messaging.
2: I don't disagree, but here's the trick that she has. She needs to get a way of standing out making herself unique that and i way, think that message would this would be unique but in my estimate it would be unique too early okay they, they she needs to find that sweet spot where then it's down to like one or two and like okay we can't have everything and then there's we are so far out people aren't thinking that way you know they're not thinking
1: that way they want okay. the red meat of the religion all right here's her this is this is her trying now on a on a personal level outside of policy the final clip watch
4: uh, We've got to talk to you about Mayor Bloomberg, who has been in the race, mm-hmm. what, less than a week now, yes. throwing a ton of money in the race and and now currently polling neck and neck with you nationally, I believe, in some polls. Mm-hmm. You said mm-hmm. you don't buy the argument that he's throwing his hat in because, quote, everyone else sucks.
3: So <laughs> That's what he said, I mean, he didn't say suck, mm-hmm. but he said that he, it was necessary he come into the race. And mm-hmm. so here's how I look. So why at do
4: you it. think he's running then? If, if it's not because everyone he thinks couldn't beat Trump? And why would he be running? Because he can.
3: And I have a lot of admiration for him and his work. So let me start with that. Mm -hmm. But when I watched TV last night, (laughs) all I saw were two billionaires' ads. And for a lot of the people that aren't in the early states, they must think only two people are running. Well, that's because the rest of us can't afford to run ads like that. So my whole issue is you just can't simply allow wealthy people to come in and buy elections. That is not what this country is about. And I don't think America looks at the guy in the White House And says, let's find someone richer.
2: Todd. I liked almost all of that in terms of authenticity and presentation. Again, you got to be that you can't just let rich people come in. Because sooner or later, you're going to be indicted. If you continue to be successful at this for the one who's got the, uh, the money, you're never going to be as rich as, as those guys. Um, and you're indicting people on all sides. So that, that part in there was... T- but other than that, I just like the, the comfort, the okay. every manness of it all.
1: Okay,
0: Aaron, quickly. That was her best clip, I think.
1: All right, final verdict. Do you think she has the goods to step in these last 60 days and be uh, the Rick Santorum of the 2020 Democratic Iowa caucuses.
2: Not just based on that. It's all contextual based on how everybody else does. A lot of people have to fail for her to be – it can't just rise on its own.
0: Okay. Uh, no. Uh, there's a lot of good in that, but it's not – it doesn't rise to it, – it doesn't evoke a response that, uh, that that's actually actionable, I don't think.
1: We'll come back, hour number two. We're going to play our little game of buy, sell, or hold. One of the most fun times, well, most of the time uh, that we have on this show each and every week right here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Stay tuned. And we're back, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erz, and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. 888 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email the program. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show, and the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. It is time for our weekly game of Buy, Seller Hold. Aaron will throw out a series of statements, predictions, propositions, usually provided by you in the audience on various topics. Todd and I will then decide, are we going to buy that, sell that, maybe even have a good reason why that's the case. Or in my case, I might have 12. And then once uh, per episode, once a week, we are permitted to put a hold on said uh, on said statement. Uh, but if it's for any reason other than it, it's just beneath even the lack of dignity of this program, then you will be scourged. And Bias to Hold is brought to you by friends over at Tommy John. If you somehow missed out on Tommy John's amazing Cyber Monday sale, then you're in luck because Tommy John is extending their cyber sale one more day right now you can still get 25% off store wide plus free shipping for another 24 hours. That's 25% off site wide, I should say, plus free shipping for another 24 hours. Tommy John wants everyone to experience the amazing fit and feel of their products, like breathable, wedgie proof underwear and ridiculously soft loungewear that are guaranteed to fit perfectly. Ladies, now is your chance to kiss visible panty lines goodbye. And guys, You have to experience the horizontal quick-draw flies that puts an end to the fly fishing for good. Give the gift of mind-bending comfort this holiday season with Tommy John. Go to TommyJohn.com. Use the code STEVE RIGHT NOW. That's your code. STEVE. Use it right now. To score 25% off their entire site plus free shipping, that's promo code STEVE. Use it right now. Promo code STEVE at TommyJohn.com, and yes, I use this product as well, and I'm a big fan of it too, all right? TommyJohn.com, promo code Steve. Aaron.
0: All right, we're going to start with a few that I thought of uh, from my Brian uh, to start off, Uh, and then we've got a a short list that I also ranked as well. Then we'll get to listener submissions, so it's kind of uh, Steve's hell. Uh, today, although I think the list—I don't know if you'll like it—but I think you'll like that the subject matter, okay? As well, okay. so right. we'll start okay. with uh, these first. Amongst these five candidates—Budaj, Biden, Warren, and Sanders—four uh, candidates, I should say—you're not worried about Trump losing to them so long as the economy doesn't tank. I t- yes, by
1: I, I think if I think if the economy tanks, it doesn't matter who they nominate and if the economy doesn't tank it doesn't matter who they nominate they had a window earlier this year to provide a soft landing for people who just want to be rid of this and and the way that he launched his candidacy it looked like Joe Biden understood that and was going to provide that that soft landing area but he's first of all he's mentally incompetent i and i'm not saying that for effect he is he's mentally incompetent if if you were if you were if you were in the middle of a battle on a board, on a, on a within a board of directors for control of a major Fortune 500 corporation, I believe you could take him to court and have him declared mentally incompetent. With what we have seen publicly, so that's number one. And then number two, he's abandoned a lot of those positions on the Hyde Amendment, on fracking, on coal. He, he's a, he's abandoned every position that made him a soft landing spot. So I think now we're really just down to if the economy is doing well, Trump will win, and if the economy is not doing well, he will not.
2: So I sell as long as I'm worried about just one of them?
0: So if you're worried about just one of them, then you would sell, yeah.
2: I sell because I would have some degree of worry about Buttigieg.
0: Why? You're you're riding with Buttigieg. Uh,
2: I mean, all of the things we've talked about, the black vote is clearly an issue, but crossover appeal, you know, the kind of thing that went from Obama to Trump and back— I think there's some potential for that, and I just don't—I I think in terms of his command of himself, I, I don't know him well enough yet. I can see the obvious lampooning, the self-lampooning of the other three. I, there's just more of a, a put-togetherness about him that, based on what we know right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. will be harder to break
1: through here's the other, there's another angle to him as a nominee that we have not talked about yet. Just cause not that we're afraid to talk. It just hasn't come up. Okay. But I think this is pretty obvious now when you see the ads he's running in South Carolina, how open he likes to talk about his version of Christianity. He is going to compel, you know, I've talked on our show over the years about how our generation now is they begin to take over the pulpits. Um, I think they're more theologically conservative than a lot of, than, than the previous generation was. Meaning that they're, they're, they're less in, they don't really, you know, hang out at the Rick Warren, church growth, Bill Hybels conference of types. Okay. But I think they're far less inclined to get along, to get involved politically because nobody's in a hurry to be the next Jerry Falwell Jr. Robert Jefferson clown show. All right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those pulpits are going to, remain passively aggressively quiet next year or they're going to try to they're gonna they're gonna try to stay focused on hard hardened biblical doctrine and things of that nature to avoid the clown show going on out here I, nominating Pete Buttigieg will not permit that they will be forced because of the conversation because, and it's not that he's gay. If he, if that, if it was just, if he was, if he was homosexual alone, a lot of those same pulpits could still find a way of saying that's, you know, Trump's an adulterer. So what? Right. Right. It's that he's going to cloak his homosexuality in Christianity. That is the difference. He, he is going to prevent an, he's going to present an antichristical form of Christianity to the American people. And you're, you're seeing that now. And it's going to be, it, it's going to, it's going to, and it's in those suburbs where he's making some headway right now because those pulpits are silent right now. But if he were to be the, a major party's nominee for president and this becomes a, a national platform for him, and it will, because he really believes in this. He really believes in this, um, in his, in his, in his own made up. Um, fake, false teaching, progressive—whatever you want to call it. Progressive. He really believes in this. He, in fact, he's going to try to come over the. He's going to claim he has the Christian high ground. Right. Is what he's going to do, and it's going to—it's going to force a lot of those pulpits that dominate a lot of the landscape across the country right now. It's going to force a lot of them. I, I, I look at the the church I go to, and if I didn't love the church we went to, I wouldn't have gone here for the last two years. We've used messages on this show, right? right. I wouldn't go to a church. If I if I, if I I didn't feel comfortable recommending people to go there or using the messages on my own show, I would not go to church there, right? Right. But But with all due respect to my own pastor, I think whom I like a lot, I think he's kind of an example of what I'm talking about. He would prefer to avoid the clown show of this at all costs because the truth of the matter is, there's a, whether we want to admit it or not, there is a high cost to link arms with Donald Trump. There just is. The, the collateral damage that goes along with it, that's why a certain element Robert Jeffress type or Paula White type latches on. Because this is their only path to legitimacy. That's why they've struggled to hire good people early in his presidency. That's why he struggled to find good people in his candidacy. People are like, I don't want that crap on my resume, right? There's a, there's a high degree of collateral damage that goes along. Michael, ask, go ask Michael Cohen about that right now. Well, you can He's in a prison cell, all right? So I know I'm not supposed to say that in conservative media, but I don't care. It's, it's true. So let's, let's, not, let's be adults and not lie to each other, okay? We'll all get along better if we don't lie to each other. It's true. Just submit that. And so I think a lot of those pastors are perfectly fine saying, I, 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 I'm not dividing my church over a guy that on any given day, I don't even know where he even stands on the issues with me anyway. And, and if he'll even stand up and fight on the stuff he talks about anyway. And since I have no interest in, in a future, you know, Fox News contributorship, what's the point of this? Okay. Mm-hmm. But, now say that the the other major party's nominee is openly gay with a husband and he's going to use this as a platform to preach the gospel those exact same churches and pastors I just described are going to speak up on that and what will be fascinating to see is what happens when they do so I think I think there's another layer of backlash that he represents I mean why if I'm not right about this Why, why, why aren't we going to have um, uh, Poe and um, uh, Poe Dameron and, and why why aren't we going to have the, uh, the, the, the Poe Finn gay relationship that JJ Abrams went out of his way to squash that yesterday at his press avail. If you saw that, if I'm not right about this, why isn't that? Why, why, why then? Why not just go all in with it then? If everybody loved this and everybody thought it was great, Think about all the indoctrination and everything you have received on this issue. Polls still show about forty some odd percent of the American people think it's that marriage remains between a man and a woman. And and totally agree. All right. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a percentage of this country that's never moving on this. Ever. Ever. No matter how much they're indoctrinated and 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 this is forced down their throats. Okay? So I to me You're right. I, I think he pre, He presents, and you know what, those kinds of churches and pastors that don't want to get political but stand firm where the gospel's integrity is concerned, they're going to feel emboldened to speak out about this because of the black church resistance to Buttigieg. Because it's not going to look like now that they're just making a GOP team, they're kind of doing an end round, passive aggressive, yes, we're in for team GOP play and let me split my church. No, they're going to say, hey, you go vote the way that you want. But, and, but you know what? I, just, I, I agree with Reverend Jones at the AME church down the street, okay? What he's telling you is not the gospel. That's not the sexual ethics that the Bible preaches, okay? That's a false teaching. And you can decide for yourself whether you like his Medicare plan better or not, but that's not the gospel. And I think that's, that's, that's another layer to this that we have not yet discussed,
2: yeah, and it's absolutely compelling. The context of this question is particularly one versus the other, and I I just can see in a mano a mano debate, Buttigieg, in a moment, grabbing people's eyes to see and ears to hear that aren't the eyes to see and ears to hear we would hope that they would have. We live living in a time of vast confusion. I don't I'm just not. With that. I'm, I'm not i am just not going to negate his ability to
1: somehow. I don't disagree. With pull that. this I off. I, I see. I don't think there's as many of those people as we think there is. I think the bigger problem is the gutlessness. That's that's yeah. that's the chronic problem. Yeah, is the gutlessness in the face of this. Okay, I mean we still outnumber this stuff ten to one, but the level of gutlessness mm-hmm. within this. But eventually, eventually, if if Goliath leads the Valley of Elah. Like, if, if, if Goliath just hangs out in the Valley of Eli, you can just pretend you don't know about it. You know what I mean? hmm But what happens when Goliath walks right through your front door and starts saying those kinds of things? Ain't as easy to pretend. then. Right? You know what I mean? Okay.
0: Aaron. All right. Uh, moving on. We will find out the origins and or backstories of Yoda's species thanks to the Mandalorian.
1: Bye. But I think it will happen in, I think it will happen in season two. Okay. I don't think it will be this season, but I think, bye, I think we will see
0: that, but it will be in season two.
2: Bye. I would hope so. That seems to, it's got to be the is, point.
0: Is there any any word on how many seasons this thing is going to go?
1: As many as it takes, brother. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. G? <laughs>
0: That's what I figured because <laughs> yeah. it seems to be about Yoda, kind of, as much as it is about the Mandalorian. I can
1: promise you this. Is there's at least going to be two seasons because they didn't introduce this one until um, Halloween was over. And they got a crap ton of Mandalorian Halloween costumes to sell in 2020. Can I get an amen on that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're, you're, how many little boys are going to be wearing Mandalorian right. costumes next year? Yeah. Those are going to be like freaking Cabbage Patch dolls. Okay. Now,
2: I will say, if we can trust on some, su- some sustained Star Wars competence, the smart play, though, would be to two seasons, three max – make it fantastic and then move on to another character piece and yeah, do and the same thing you're because probab- if you yes. go on six seasons with yes. the mandalorian we're probably stretching it
1: and and i think that's more i was kind of joke i was i was half exaggerating well, no, and it, joking but you're I not think-
2: because you know we can't pull this off long term yeah. i mean i i every episode that comes on i'm like when am i is
1: it gonna suck <laughs> really i hear you i hear you but kathleen kennedy townsend's not running disney plus but i hear you
0: uh, let's see, it's better for Trump if the House votes in favor of impeachment.
1: I will buy. Yep. Buy on that too. Why? Because what have we always said? What have I always said? You guys, I, don't, I don't even know if you guys agree with this, but I've said this almost from the day that he became a serious presidential candidate. With a foil, he is the last son of Krypton. On his own, though, he's, 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 he's Kryptonite incarnate. He repels you. I mean, the, the if on his own, unless you just buy in that, it, it, you either buy a hundred percent into his persona, or you or you detest it. There's nobody. that's just like you know, on a given day, you know, he's okay. I like no, 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 no. You're either you're either you know getting rid of that tattoo you to your mom underneath your mullet on your back and replacing it with a ma- with with with, hash, with hashtag MAGA, or you're like you know what. I, I it's a lot easier for me to vote for this guy if I never actually watch a rally and never never follow him on Twitter. Okay? Um but if you give him a foil? I mean, I just described this last hour. Dude, if he went up to that Senate hearing and went Al Pacino in Justice for All, I'm dude, I'm I'm getting a face tat, tramp stamp. I mean, I I mean I'm all in MAGA. I'll I'll, I'll change my freaking name to MAGA if he did something like that. Okay, because he needs the foil that what's a greater foil of them all than a chance just to walk in there and go total diss track on the on the institution that's hated other than the media by more Americans than any other Congress. Bye. I love the sentiment
2: that I'm just going to twist a little bit. I'm going to sell, but only because I don't think he can possibly lose Either way, it's just about how much he can win. Okay, I mean if they if they just like this thing is becoming so farcical. If for some reason, and I don't think that's going to happen, but they, they they there's enough people like we can't we just look stupid. Pride
1: somehow kicks the whole in. the whole grounds for impeachment are. That um, we don't believe the elected president should get to make yeah. foreign policy, yeah. and uh, we don't believe that uh, if, if you're running for president and you're corrupt, you should not that you should not be able to expose that. That that's really yeah. what we're running arguing about, right? Yeah. Like Russian collusion, that kind of stuff. Was a scam, but at least I could see like an objective rationale. This yeah. is just um, a bunch of butt hurt yeah. uh, bureaucrats in, in, at the State Department who can't believe that they're not making the foreign policy decisions. And how dare you expose the fact that the son of a Democratic president is a complete and total corruptocrat fiend.
0: Right? Yep. Is that? Yep. Is, is,
1: are there any other grounds? Am I missing something? Nope. Okay. Yep. All
0: right. Uh, Republicans, congressional Republicans, are just fine with the en- entire impeachment debacle. Even, even the most vocally supportive of the president, because it means they don't have to come up with any new version of flag burning amendments or raising the age to buy tobacco products.
1: Buy, buy, buy. They I don't mean, have to they, pretend yes. to be
0: doing something now. Yeah, now, now they, I will they tell still you. Still are
1: pretending. That, it, it's a buy now. If you would have asked me this a month and a half ago. I would have said sell B- because I could not have envisioned Skynet, I was wrong. Skynet did not evolve. Okay. What happened is some crazy old lady couldn't figure out how to make Skynet work and just thought like unplugging it from the wall and plugging it back in would, would reboot the system. Okay. I, that's this. I I had no idea that it was gonna be this bad, this shallow, this dumb. Okay. So A month and a half ago, I would have had a different answer to this because I could have I could have seen several Republican senators who would love to get rid of Donald Trump up there, you know, sweating like a prostitute, you know, that shows up for mass on a Sunday. Okay, but now now this is this is this is, you know, easy peasy now you bet.
2: I love how this thing keeps breaking you. I mean, you just you've been doing this for so long and you I've got details. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to know it. So I'm up trying to be an anybody, adult. I'm right trying. Right at the Ukraine the top of the Ukraine thing you were pointing all Hey guys, this one's written tighter. There's more to it. I think no, I no, mean, there's there's, not. No,
1: there's no, no 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 literally some crazy old lady this. some crazy old lady just went up there and said skynet why does it work why does it keep bleeping 12 o'clock 12 o'clock 12 o'clock and some crazy old ladies went up there and unplugged skynet from the wall counted to 10 plugged it back in and thought all right it's working now no it's that's what this impeachment is this is this is worse than julie swetnick worse yeah
0: uh the best format for the college football playoff is eight teams with five getting auto bids and the other three being the highest ranking conference runners up prior to their conference championship game so if we have a situation sometime where the conference championship mm-hmm. is a number one versus number two or a number th- one versus number three, are you really telling me that the number three team should drop all the way to like 10th and they, get it out of the 18th an a- yeah, And Yeah, and they,
1: and they wouldn't, you know, they, and they wouldn't. So I, I could be persuaded. There's a, there's i a, there, I've seen plans for like a 16 team, like what the FCS level does, division one, double A. That'd be fine with me. I'd, I'd be fine with that too. Um,
0: Get rid of divisions in every conference.
1: But getting rid of divisions in every conference is an absolute must for me. Yes. So I'll buy.
0: Mm,
2: I'm going to sell, not because I'd be fine with it, but here's the real reason that people keep digging for stuff on this. the, the What we have for the last six years, I believe, is in terms of controversy, has been infinitely better. The lack of controversy than just having the, the two. We, people have argued about that fourth team in, but no one has really, you know, said, "Oh, this is the deal breaker here." Yet the problem is, is the level of boredom with the same teams always getting in. They didn't bank on, you know, Alabama, and they're not going to get in this year. So, uh, but uh, Clemson and those two just always meeting all the time. That's what's frustrating. People had had this thing been more of a uh, had more variety in it for the last six years. I don't even think we'd be talking about this. I eight, think that's people true. Would be there's,
1: there's, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Now there's still structural issues with this, which of course. is one conf the best conference is playing fewer conference games. So it can stack its teams with better records by having them all play, you know, garbage teams one week out of the year. Um, and, and then there's no unif We don't, there's nothing uniform. Like they don't, they don't even tell us object. Like there's no RPI. Or now it's called the net ranking like we have in college basketball, where at least we as fans have a general idea who are the teams are at least objectively in position to be a one or a two seed or to be the last four in or the last four out. We don't really know any of that. It's all subjective. It makes no sense at all. That they dropped Alabama eight spots last night. It does not. Makes no all. sense. Just like it makes no sense that Minnesota and Penn State played. Minnesota has the exact same record, and yet they're eight spots below Penn State. That makes no sense at all. Makes none. And and so what it does is it is it feeds this notion that they're literally just deciding what 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 outcome they want and just reverse engineering to get to the end game that they want. And you know why? Because I think that is what they're doing. I think that's absolutely what they're doing, and it began the very first year when Baylor and TCU both dominated teams that weren't very good on the last weekend, and the Big 12 didn't have a championship game, and Ohio State played your Badgers and named the score with a third-string quarterback, and they're like, dude, we could have the Heisman Trophy winner this year, Mariota, the Heisman Trophy winner who's with an elite program last year, Jameis Winston in Florida State. Alabama, the top program and Ohio state who gets the best television ratings right now of any program in the country. We're not passing that up, especially we can put Nick Saban against urban Meyer in a game. And so that's where they went and nobody argued and nobody argued because Ohio state went on and won the thing two years ago, Alabama had no business being in had no quality wins beat no top 25 teams didn't win their division, but because they're named Alabama, they got in, but then what did they do? They won the thing. Okay. And so that'll work for a while. This whole thing is all outcome based. We have an outcome we want and we'll just come up with any rationale to get there. But as we get into further years now, and, and more and more conferences are being left out and things like everybody's arguing Utah shouldn't be in. If USC had the exact same resume as Utah, Utah is one of the three teams in the country you know, that is yeah, top 10 to in answer. the nation or top five in the nation of in course. yards per play, offense, and defense. Regardless of who they played with numbers like that, the same record, if it was named USC, would they be in? Of course. We wouldn't even argue about this. So the longer this goes on, the more diminished the other bowl games become where guys are just sitting out now. I mean, we had guys on our team sit out a major bowl last year, a New Year's Six Bowl. We had guys sit out. I think, I think if Urban Meyer wasn't retiring last year, you might have had Ohio State That's players sit out the Rose Bowl. Why, why am I risking the NFL draft to play a three-loss Washington team? The more of that you get... Then, you're going to, then that's why when we go to eight teams, when this deal is over, which they will, they're going to come up with this. They're going to assist the other conferences. are going to say, we need to have a way where we know we can play ourselves in. Because the problem you have now in college football is there's not enough meaningful games. We have championship weekend coming up this weekend. How many of them are truly meaningful? Really? Like Oklahoma-Baylor is a matchup of two top 10 teams. The winner of that game will know on Friday night whether they can still get into the playoff or not. So that, that, there's an, that, that's not even a meaningful game. If Utah beats Oregon, that's not even a meaningful game. Ohio State and Wisconsin is not a meaningful game. Wisconsin can win that game. Ohio State will just drop to like the two or three seed. But that was true before the, the some, championship. Yes, but it's different. It's different when, but but here's that was true for the championship. But remember how big of a deal it was to get a BCS berth? Remember, remember the Big 12 literally calling the worst offensive pass interference call on Kansas ever to make sure Texas could get that second BCS berth. Remember how important those games were? And there was that the people cared if you got one of those bids and they cared about, they sold those games. Out. That's all gone now. That's true. And that's, that's a problem for college football, I believe.
0: All right, the XFL last night unveiled their uniforms for each of their eight franchises, oh, nice. and I have ranked them. So, this is going to be a little bit different of a list. And I thought, Steve, you would enjoy this even if you don't agree with the list because you are the unofficial official uniform czar uh, yes, of, of self-appointed, the Yes, self appointed, of course. Self appointed. Yes, yes. And uh, so, yes, this is going to be a little bit different because you have no frame of reference. Maybe you saw a few of them. I did not know. You did not see. So, this is all going to be new for you. Okay. And, and for those of you listening, I apologize. This is why you need a subscription. But I apologize, and we'll do our best to kind of give you analogous uniform schemes that you might that you might have known. So this one, we're going to start with. This is the number eight. This is what I have ranked number eight. This are the uh, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Vipers
1: uniform. Yeah, those those look like um, Oregon's worst yeah. uniforms puked on themselves. Yes. So if, I, I have to believe those are the worst. They are. Yeah. So so bye. That's what buy yeah is, is it ranked yeah. in buy, the right place yeah yes. buy yeah
0: okay all right number seven this is the L A Wildcats
1: well that this looks like they could have called themselves the Jack o' Lanterns yep um I mean that's a perfect it's Halloween like, motif I am yeah and it, it's definitely better than the other ones so I'll buy that
0: it's better than the other ones yeah
2: that is basically my children's high school's football uniform right okay. there
0: buy so you're buying that yeah okay. uh let's see this is Ooh. the Dallas Renegades. we
2: got we're in that we're in that blue territory. yeah, blue. you know and you know Soon. I like you know I like
0: Number my six. Carolina baby blue colors, you know
1: I like that. Yes, I do. You know, I'm kind of a little misty. You might but, have
2: to sell because it's yeah, too yeah, low. I
1: think that's got to be too low.
0: Sell. Yeah, I was a little bit torn on these. Yeah, I got to think those are, those okay. belong yeah. higher. Selling, yeah. uh, selling yeah. as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is the Seattle Dragons. Oh no way! Those should be better than the that's previous like the Valley ones.
2: High School here. Yeah, yeah I with, agree. The, with a
0: dragon instead of a tiger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. basically the U Miami University's color scheme. Sell, sell,
1: sell. In fact, I think the jack o' lantern look was better than those.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is number. Uh, this mm. would be number four, I believe. This, this Rutgers. is the Houston. Those are Rutgers.
1: Rough those are Rutgers uniforms. So I got to sell just on principle. I'll buy no, like Even that. with the chrome Rutgers, silver helmet.
0: Rutgers doesn't have any blue in them.
1: No, but the the red with the silver chrome the helmet.
0: Oilers helmets though. Yeah. Bye. I,
1: no, nah, I, I, I still think those aren't as good as those baby blues, man. Bye. bye. I, I mean, George Strait will tell you, It's baby blues, man. No,
0: no. Oh, boy. This is number three. This is the uh, Washington Defenders, or the D.C. Defenders. You know,
1: those look like the old New Jersey Generals uniforms, when Trump owned that team, and Flutie and, uh, and Herschel Walker played there. Sell.
0: Sell. I like just the simple, clean look yeah. there. No way those are as good as those baby blues. No uh, way. Number two, New York Guardians.
1: Virginia Tech. Those are Virginia Tech's uniforms. I mean, almost spit an image of them. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Just black, Virginia no, th- Tech. I black. mean, with the with the striping at the top, that's orange in the middle, and the white that looks a lot so like Virginia just, Tech.
2: It's just unimaginative. Yes, yeah, sell. Like
1: sell. the baby blues are still better than the last four you've shown me.
0: Uh, and number one, the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Oh, I like them. I
1: like these. I like and the I was helmet a lot. The
2: Battle Hawks and, were going to be the best because I like that name. Yeah. I like the
1: blue shoes. I it, like the helmet. Um, I still would probably give the nod to the baby blues just on the preference for that shade, but I'm okay with where those are to me. I, I'm fine. with This being in the top two, so I'll buy. Yeah, I think too. this one and the baby blues are the two best we've Buying. seen.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, that's frankly, that's I got to tell
1: you, I, I'm I'm a little. I was very impressed with the names and brands that the XFL came out with. I expected better where the uniforms are concerned.
2: As yes, did I. Yeah. I think
1: that, I think I think the the two blues. The rest are. And, and maybe the jack o' lantern look. The rest are pretty underwhelming. I thought. What do you think, Todd?
2: Yeah, I'm underwhelmed. I, I thought this—they, this is not the XFL vibe I expected. Yeah, it's it, just kind yes. of dull.
1: Yeah, I, I expected something. I mean, I don't, I don't need you know, this. Doesn't need to be chartreuse, but I expected a little something a little edgier than what we got. Okay. We'll come back. More Seller Hold is next, right here on Blaze TV Radio, and Podcast. <laughs> Millions of Americans struggle each day with chronic pain. This is as a result of having too much inflammation in the body. Now, if you've got an injury or an illness, make sure you go get to and consult professional medical care. But if you are one of those millions of Americans struggling with inflammation, Relief might just be one website away at relieffactor.com. And I know... I know, I was, I was skeptical too. You know, I used to come on shows here on The Blaze before we came to work here and I'd hear the host rave about it, you know, and I'd be like, gosh, can it really be that good? Then earlier this year, they had me give it a shot. And as the great uh, and must, must, or much missed uh, prophet Keith Jackson once said, whoa, Nelly. I mean, I I I can't imagine going a day without it. I mean, I I use this every single day. It's part of my post-workout regimen. I just can't even tell you the improvement I've seen in my own quality of life from this formula. Four key, all natural ingredients, 100% drug free, even though it's a formula created by physicians, doctors who can prescribe drugs, which means they understand the body is more than a machine. It's a created organism and it was actually made to push back against inflammation and it will do that if we give it the the right uh, boost here and there. And that's what Relief Factor does. You can try it right now. For a dollar a day, for three weeks, it's called the quick start to see. If you start to see some of those positive signs as well, call their bluff for a dollar a day. What do you have to lose except maybe? Finally, hopefully the pain, three-week quick start for just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day at relieffactor.com. Again, that's relieffactor.com. Let's go back to Aaron for more buy seller hold.
0: And we'll go to some listener submissions. We'll start with uh, Jeff who says Tony Romo is the current currently the best uh, football announcer in the NFL. His native understanding of the game and quick analysis put him in a category that his other colleagues cannot match. Buy. I-,
1: I think that's an easy buy. And I you know like I don't think Booger McFarland's that bad at all. I just think he's being compared to he's got some Michigan Ohio State here. Okay? I mean Michigan's like the eighth winningest program in college football the last five years. The problem is that, 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 you know, what's standing in their way is like the team that's like number one or number two. And I think, so I think Booger McFarlane gets trashed a lot because he's, him and everybody else is being compared to Tony Romo. We're just, you're dealing with a next level talent. I mean, imagine imagine John Madden, and I and I want to say this respectfully, but smarter the ability to communicate in the everyman, man and endearing way Madden did, but truly with a prophetic level knowledge of the game. I mean, the plays he calls before the play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, truly this is probably what it felt like when Madden debuted, but this takes you even deeper to what it's like to be in an actual huddle.
2: I honestly have not seen him. That you're you're, you're
1: going to go Matt Walsh and say he's totally overrated, aren't no, you? No, I'm
2: not. I just, okay. I, and I'm the a,
1: Beatles suck, and you don't get why people, does, don't, why people like Marvel no, movies.
2: he never does Packer games, or okay. rarely. I honestly have seen him very, very, and I watch the least amount of football about the three of us. So when I've seen him, he's been good. I just haven't—everybody—I'm I I, I, the one behind the curve on this one. I, I just—he's— Apparently Small he is transcendent yeah. or something.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chuck Gregory says Disney slash Marvel is waiting too long in between films. Spider-Man released into July. Black Widow. New trailer just dropped. Debuts in May 2020.
1: I'm a complete sell on that, Chuck. I think it's actually the smarter strategy. You, you, you just brought people through to the culmination of, a, of the, the cinematic version of a harmonic convergence, man. And then you dropped the mic. after You not only met all those expectations... You dropped the mic on your last rhyme. And then when the crowd was chanting encore, your the fellow MCs are like, dude, you can't top that. You're like, Pff. you went back out there, drop the mic again. And then, the, then you walk off. The crowd is chanting once more. And again, backstage, you're like, dude, go out here on a high note. And then you just come in and like drop the rap version of Stairway to Heaven and then walk out stage left. That's what they just did. And so I think you got to give time for the room to chill after that. I think you got to give people you got to you got to make them want more when you just gave them everything they ever wanted, and then tripled down. So I, I think it's actually the right strategy.
2: That for sure, uh, and that would be true even if uh, all of the material that was coming up, whatever it is, was believed to be rock solid, on point. But I don't believe that they believe that to be true across the board. Uh, they they know with all the new products they're putting out there, it, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be much tougher than last time. And that was tough. So
1: Steve's exactly right.
0: Matthew Shoon says pumpkin spice season is over.
1: No, Matthew. So it's still it's, it's the holiday season. No, by the way, dude, holy buckets, our local grocery store. <laughs>
2: That's my answer.
1: Our local grocery store here, Hy-Vee is selling, is, is, is selling um, pumpkin spiced eggnog. I tried some of this yesterday. I'm reminded of what my son Noah told me. First time he went to the local amusement park and had Dr. Pepper, he was six years old and he came home and said, that changed my life. That's so what he told me. Um, <laughs> He was he was so sincere too. You know? He was was this I mean he was, I mean, was just I mean it was there was conviction behind that. Oh, I love you son. Yes. I love you daddy. Uh, but uh <laughs> God. God. We watched Shrek 3 him and I there Shrek 4 and I totally forgot about that he'd never seen it before. So now everywhere I go I hear this now from him constantly. I love you daddy. <laughs> Right? I don't remember that part. But uh, um, the pumpkin spice eggnog blew my mind. And I, I turned to my wife and I said, this is one of the greatest things I've ever drank in my entire life. It's incredible. Now, you may laugh. I, def- I defy you, and You go to Hy-Vee and get the pumpkin spice eggnog, and you tell me that stuff doesn't just make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. I promise you that won't happen. You're gonna you're gonna be doing shots of that at the Marriage oh. Supper of the Lamb one day in eternity. That's how good. In between in between bites of bacon, you'll be doing shots of pumpkin spice eggnog. That's how good that is.
2: This thing, look at what this does to you. It makes it now we're dabbling in like blasphemy here.
0: So that's a sell from you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a tell? Uh, let's move on. Bear J says, one of my dude code rules, never trust a man unwilling to have enemies.
1: Bye. Bye. Yeah. What's the old Winston Churchill line? You have enemies? That's good. That means you've stood for something before, right? You know, and, and I, you know, there's the old Will Rogers line. You can tell a lot from a man from his friends. I think the opposite is actually true. You can tell a lot more about a man from his enemies, I think.
2: In my pedestrian life when I'm dealing with stuff, and I hear through channels the I pushback I get a lot is, but they, they they understand your point, but they just wish you would show more grace, and it's it's so common, and it ultimately speaks to this point. They think being a Christian is never ever making an enemy. Right. It's very frustrating. Right. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, G. Chum says the rise of Skywalker will not make more than $875 million worldwide. Hashtag online leaks. Hashtag retcon disaster.
1: Oh, no, it's going to be a billion dollar film. There's no question about that. I, whether it catches, you know, Endgame, that that will be determined by how great of a movie it is or what, how good it is. Okay? What would it take for it to not
0: reach a billion dollars?
1: I mean, that Well, just to put it just to put that number in perspective. I think if you looked it up, you would find that Batman versus Superman pretty much made that worldwide. About $800, and $800 million worldwide, right? And and isn't the perception that the DC universe was broken after that and, you know, you know right? This is mm-hmm. not the perception. That's about what that movie made worldwide. So- <laughs> No, it it yeah. th- this is uh, this is going to be a billion dollar movie. That's without a doubt. Whether it qu- whether it whether or not it catches Endgame will be determined by how good it is. Because Endgame made you the minute it was done. You were like, I can't believe they did that. I need to I need to put my yep. I need to go through and watch that again. Yep. Right. I mean, you, you wanted to see that. I mean, I saw the movie three times in the theaters. You know. So that's. So because of how many people are going to see this movie one time, it's going to make a billion dollars. Whether it makes two and gets into that $3 billion endgame range determines will be determined by how good it is. Agreed.
0: All right. Doug McCone says the Packers will be in the playoffs at least one round longer than the Chiefs. So.
2: Well. And, and that's me talking, so. I,
1: So. So who controls their destiny in that division right now? Minnesota or Green Bay? Green, Green Bay. Bay. Green Bay does. Okay. Um, because I think that has a lot to do with it because all Kansas city has to do with win the division, they get a home game. Yep. Green Bay would have to win the division also to get a home game. Right. So I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. What did you say? Sell?
0: I said, so I don't, okay.
1: Then I'll defer to you. That's your team. I'll, I'll defer that. You know more about it than I do. So I'll, I'll give his answer. It's his team. Yeah.
0: Uh, moving on, Rogan McCauley says, uh, there will not be a repeat college football champion this year. He's taking the field over Clemson. I'll well, buy.
2: I would take the field over Clemson too. Yeah, can... And
1: like I saw an argument, somebody tweeted out, if we had the old BCS system, then the reigning national champions who are undefeated wouldn't be playing for the national championship this year. Um, who cares? It's not too, what year is it?
2: I know, but that's not how people
1: think. It's about 2019. This. I mean, I, 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 what, what? Who cares? It was last year. They See. played nobody. I mean, literally. I, I, I love people pointing out. Hey, look at how bad they're beating all these teams. Run but, down the top five teams in the Big Ten and the SEC, and if they played that exact same schedule, they'd have scores very similar to that. Now, I, 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 I know what da- I know what game Dabo Sweeney's playing. Okay, all right. He's, this is he's going. He's decided he's going to be the new Lou Holtz where it's just po' boy sandwiches at every press conference. Now I, I, I get it. You know, you're trying to stop your team from getting soft. They're playing teams every week. They can't hold their jock strap. So you're really playing against the, the zeitgeist in the narrative. I get all of that, but I also think he's kind of becoming the lady who doth protest here too much. Okay. So um, I, I it's, they're a really good football team. I don't think they're as good as they were last year where they had a historic level of talent at the most important position other than quarterback, and that's defensive line. You
2: you can't believe as strongly as you did about the holes in the current system and then say regarding an undefeated Clemson, if it came down to that and they were the one who missed out between LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson, who cares? I mean, that would be far more egregious than what we have now in any respect.
1: Why? Because they're named Clemson? Well,
2: that. Plays a lot into yeah, it. There's that's three the, undefeated the teams, and one is the undefeated. If you, if you look,
1: if you look at resume between LSU and Ohio State and Clemson, it's it's not even close, man. It's just it's not even. I don't, close. I don't think
2: you. If if that was Michigan instead of Clemson, you would not be making that argument. See
1: that? I, I'm really shocked that you don't know me better than that. Dude, that's I not, just, I just you know, bet on my I, favorite team. I faded them. Not, did I not just fade them publicly last night?
0: Yeah, I did too. I yeah. would
2: be prone to saying that's one game in the middle of this. That I would be prone to saying that as a Wisconsin fan. If Wisconsin, we, I don't. My,
1: the I, number one thing I like more than anything in life is to be right. I'll take being right over any. That's the ultimate championship to me. I like being right well, then, more than anything else.
2: Then, if we are as frustrated as we are as with the current system, it's not right to not be frustrated at all by an undefeated Clemson, who is the defending national champion, I don't think the being being defending out.
1: national champion is relevant. I don't think it's... If it, they're just undefeated again? They played nobody, and that was last that's year. That's not their
2: fault. I don't think it's that's relevant.
1: I don't think it's relevant, what they did last year. Now, See, if you want to make an argument how, to me based on their playing this year, you know, that's totally cool. But they've played nobody, except their best win is Texas A&M, at home and they didn't even cover the spread in that game so i i mean i don't they have no resume their their resume is they're named clemson that's their resume that's their resume and and uh, you know what if you want to put him in the playoff for that i'm okay with putting him in the top four that, i haven't ranked them in the top all four all the kind of but stuff. their resume is nowhere nowhere in the stratosphere of ohio states or lsu's it's just not when you look at them when you look at who they've played it's not even close
2: i know i I understand in terms of the value of the actual seating, but I don't. That's not how people think about this.
1: Well, people also, you know, um, people. We one of the things we do on this show all the time is point out how stupid people think on a regular it's nuts, basis.
2: It's nuts. It, it, it would not. It. This would be. We
1: can add this to the list.
2: It would, it, no, it would not.
1: How good a team was it, last year why, should determine where they're ranked. This, this is year. why we have the. Pl- This is why we have the
2: plan we have now, and people without people believe that's better than what we had before. And I don't think that's even controversial.
0: Todd's argument
1: brought to you by BYU's 1984 national championship.
0: First Thessalonians 2:14 through 16. Bot says Steve still hasn't realized how dangerous the name of Mayor Pete's hometown is to his ongoing effort to avoid (laughs) double entendres. How did we miss miss this? How did
1: we miss that he's the mayor of South Bend? Bye. How
2: hardest bye ever. I am get it. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> Since we're there Todd has been waiting on that one all <laughs> show. I am ashamed. How did who who pointed that out to us? <coughs> well, first Thessalonians two fourteen through <laughs> sixteen <laughs> bot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The name, it's Pete, because that's probably short for Peter, right? Last name is Butt. It's, and he's the mayor of South Bend. Next, you're going to tell me he played, he was a star football player in high school. Guess what position he played, guys? Come on, come on. Guess what position you think he played? Todd, what do you think? All state and Indiana playing tight end, right? You're going to tell me that next? Is that what you're going to tell me next? You're going to tell me that next, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Is there no end? There is no end. There is no end to the providential trolling happening here. Oh, yeah. See what I did there with no end?
2: See what I did there? (laughs) For on this rock, I will build my buttage.
0: Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Evans said a team under 500 will win the NFC East and therefore make the playoffs. So it's really hard to do.
1: Yeah, I think Uh, it's only uh, happened like once. Like wasn't the the, 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 uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks did it, and well, then they won and they their playoff game because they got a home playoff game and they, they, beat, they, beat and they the won Saints, it. They the Saints. Yeah, yeah weren't there multiple- yeah. Good pull out
0: of you. Nice. Multiple 7-9 and nine teams that made the playoffs that year, too? There were? I think. Okay, I'd have I have to go back and look. Well, I think the Chiefs actually made it as a 7-9 team are they,
2: at one point. Are the Eagles and the Cowboys currently 500, or are they one over? The
0: Cowboys
1: are 500. The Eagles are under 500 after losing to the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, I'm going to sell.
1: I mean, imagine the Eagles. They had one of the highest win totals before the season. I think it was ten and a half, and they lost to the team that you know is, is actively trying to tank.
0: So there you go. That's it for buy, sell, or hold for today.
1: Yeah. You have any final thoughts, gentlemen? What'd you learn here today? We have got about two minutes. We haven't. We don't have time to do that very often because yeah. usually I talk too long. But now you have time. Go ahead.
0: Well, um, I would say uh, we laughed, we cried, we argued it was a good show, very emotionally taxing, which apparently is a thing now, but that's you know that's that's always good i'm I'm sure though I'm sure though that uh, we're going to get at least five complaints from people saying you guys talked too much about football uh is that even possible i I don't know, but we're going to find out uh, eventually so uh, yeah, all over the all over the place, but we always need a departure uh, a departure from from the dumb, which is what's going on in Washington today.
1: Well, well based well. on what I'm seeing from f- uh, from Turley on Twitter, what he's saying today, I I I've I've gone ahead, I've become the first person to start the hashtag. Jonathan Turley didn't kill himself, so well, I think well, I want to get we out in front should, of that. Yeah, we should nice get job. out in front of that and put that one on the record, mm-hmm, and nice maybe job. hashtag Clinton body count while we're at it, Todd. That's still my all, that might be my all time. Every time I, if I, every time I jump online, and I see that trending. I can't, I just crack a smile every time. Just like I crack a smile every time I hear, I see Mayor Pete. I crack a smile every time I see. Okay, that wasn't as good. Todd, go ahead. Well, if you're oh, spent. I get it. We're done now. We're if spent. You saw we're spent. We're done.
2: Our level of mania shift from our. You know, draw our line in the sand here, no further with that ridiculous football conversation we had. And then we transitioned in the joke storm over. Can you imagine how psychotic this show may, in fact, be before the election happens? How many months from now? I mean, so I've got to. This is going to be outright insanity compared to that.
1: I've, I'm trying, you know, I've got to come up with my, you know, crystal ball that I put out every year predictions for next year. And I'm, I, I I'm I'm really, I'm I'm as I'm as bipolar as that dude who walked yeah. into the Canadian gynecologist office with a penis and testicles and couldn't understand why they wouldn't be able to help him with his problems, because I keep coming up with ideas that are like there's no way that would happen, and then I'm like, well maybe it would, and mm. then I'm like I don't think that that might that that will happen. Is, no, it won't. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty scatterbrained where that's concerned. And hey, we're gonna stick around and tape a little overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers, BlazeTV.com/slash Dace. If you'd like to become one as well, for the rest of you, we are back at it again tomorrow, noon to two Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Until then, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace
0: on the Blaze Radio Network.